0: Yes, welcome on in everybody to the Saturday Night Network for another edition of our countdown of SNL's greatest cast members of all time. My name is John from the SNN and I am so excited to be with you tonight to continue this countdown and get inside the top 20 20- greatest cast members of all time as voted by you the fans things are really heating up with you know we can count there's only a few more shows to go where we will reveal the full list and i'm excited to have two people on the countdown tonight that are appearing for the first time on the countdown so we get to get all of their opinions of the list so far and the three names that will be revealed tonight so let me bring in one of the most analytical people in snl history and that is the snl stats guy mike murray mike how are you
1: I'm doing great, John. It's so fun to do a podcast that doesn't require 15 hours of prep. So this is going to be great. It's going to be fun to talk about SNL. I said earlier today, I'm like, I can't remember the last time I watched SNL just just to enjoy it. So I got to watch old sketches and kept my stopwatch in my pocket. It was great.
0: That is very exciting, Mike. I'm sure the listeners will be very excited to hear you talk about some other things besides just the power rankings and the stats, and then next Wednesday, you'll get back into it. So looking forward to hearing your thoughts tonight, and joining us as well is one of our great friends and patrons here at the SNN, and that would be Fred. So Fred, how are you doing, man?
2: I'm doing great. Um, probably, my list is probably less analytical than Mike's, but um, great to be here. Just wearing my foliage colors, and can't wait to discuss.
0: Yes, for sure. Well, excited to have you on, Fred. So it's always so great to get hear your thoughts every single time you join us on the show. I would love to know from you, Fred, since it is your first time joining us on this countdown, when you put together your list, how were you looking at the cast members and sort of parsing through who was greater than the others? What were the criteria you were looking at? So,
2: and I feel like probably like the way I went about it, I mean, it's kind of true to me and like the list I was trying to create, but I kind of knew like who I have a bias towards and like rings true to me. And then I, but then I also try to be like considerate of like the fact of like, you know, who's legendary, who's classic, who's like, like, you know, representative of the show. And then kind of then like reassess and see like where I can slot them in and kind of like gut check that and like sprinkle some of them in or like ship them up. So, you know, there wasn't quite a science to it, but I also, I also have some names on mine that are, not haven't shown up so far and may not show up at all so also stay stay true to myself yeah
0: Yeah. So it sounds like legacy is really important to you when you're looking at these cast members. And I think uh, to your point, once we are done the countdown in about six weeks from now, we will also reveal some of the honorable mentions, people who came close to making the list. And I'll talk about some of those people who I was on my list that didn't make the list either. So uh, we can get into all of that once we reveal all the names. But uh, Mike, as somebody who looks at the show the way that you do, I'm very curious how you put together a list like this for yourself.
1: Probably completely differently than how I do my show on by the the numbers, usually on Wednesdays. I was just thinking of who meant the most to the show, like taking my favorites out of it, Uh, not thinking of singular moments, but who understood the show and just did the assignment as good as possible in history. So looking at top 10, top 20, and getting to 50, then there's some names that you're saying, I can't leave this person out no matter what. So that was easy to fill in some at the top. And yeah, just people that were born and bred for SNL, but also mean the most of the history of the show, because I'm a huge sucker for the history of SNL and what it's meant to TV. And so just taking away post-SNL career, I mean, I don't know if that was a requirement to do that, but I I did that. I wasn't thinking of any box office success or anything afterwards, just what they gave to the show and what they've contributed to make it stay on for 50 years.
0: I totally agree. I don't factor in what they did off of the show post SNL cast career. But I do factor if somebody does come back and contributes to the show after the time that they were a cast member. I think that can up your legacy, or it can potentially ruin your legacy. And, and you put that on the line every time you come back. And that's why it's a factor for me, but it may not be a factor for everybody. But I'm going to put up the list so far, the 29 cast members we have revealed over the last few weeks. So if you're just checking it out for the first time, pause the podcast here you can go back to other shows to watch and see who was revealed but here we go here are the first 29 cast members we have discussed on the podcast so far and I'll read out those names for everybody listening in and then I'll get the opinions of Mike and Fred so from 50 all the way up to 22 now we start with Kevin Nealon then Joe Piscopo David Spade Mikey Day Tracy Morgan Chevy Chase Jimmy Fallon Bo and Yang Martin Short and Sherry O'Terry. At 40, going up, Ego, then Taryn Killam, Chris Parnell, John Lovitz, Beck Bennett, Jane Curtin, Seth Myers, Daryl Hammond, Anna Gasteyer, and Bobby Moynihan. From 30 up, we have Tim Meadows, Vanessa Bayer, Bill Murray, Rachel Dratch, Adam Sandler, Jan Hooks, and then last week, we revealed 24, 23, and 22, and those were A.D. Bryant, John Belushi, and Molly Shannon. So, Mike, what do you think of the list so far?
1: A lot of commentary to be made. Uh, I'll shout out Chris Parnell and Taryn Killam just because I'm glad they made the top 50. I feel like they're not fan favorites per se, but were so good at the show when they were there and some, some of my personal favorites. And then Elephant in the Room, John Belushi does not make the top 20. So hate to, hate to break that news again um, this week, but that's, that's a little crazy to me. And then, yeah, we have some current cast. So Ego, Mikey, Uh, Beck, who just left, so not current, but recent, and then Bowen. So I'd be curious if they made the top 50 in 10 years, but I I wouldn't argue if they were.
0: Yeah, we had a very interesting discussion about the legacy of John Belushi last week and if he really does deserve to be in the top 20. I mean, I think he does. I think he's low on this list so far. And, uh, you know, we speculated as to why the listeners may have not have voted him the way that he was highly considered maybe 10 years ago. Like Rolling Stone had put him at number one on their list, even if we didn't love their list. At least we know that other people consider Belushi the greatest of all time. And I think Bill Kenny said you could definitely make an argument for Belushi. So he's a very interesting name that will uh, be cemented as potentially tainting this list down the road. But Fred, what do you think of the list so far, 22 through 50?
2: Yeah, I think it's pretty good. I th- I agree with a lot of people on a few of them that are way too low. And I was very surprised, like Belushi, Murray. Um, And then there are like a few names that didn't make my li- my list and they, they never would have. And it's it's one of those things where like, is that worth sharing? Does it help anyone? But yeah, I'm no pretty, friend. I'm pretty L- surprised. L- about Fred. Like, like David Spade, I'm pretty surprised about, I don't know. Um, 50s a lot, I, I get why he's in there, but um, I don't know. I think that was like that was like, that was like that was kind of a surprise on here. Um, but yeah, Bill Murray and the Belushi. oh, sorry, and Daryl Hammond. Those are like, the three that really stood out to me, about being like too low.
0: Yeah, that's totally fair. And I don't think you're wrong on Spade. And I will make one more point about John Belushi. And then we'll close the book on this conversation for now, which is uh, every week, we give it about a week or so. And then we post the results on social media so that those who uh, may or may not have listened to the podcast, but still want to find out what was happening with the list can see the results. And we got a ton of comments today on Instagram being like, well, this list is completely invalid. If John Belushi isn't in the top 20 or top 10. And uh, I just want to say to all of those people, you voted for the list. So (laughs) or you didn't. And that's your problem either way. So that this is on you. If you wanted John Volusia to be up there, you had to put his name down. We gave you plenty of time to do that, as our social media followers could have. But either way, uh, the fun of this list is that you at home may be making your own as we go. And I would love to see, as we get towards the end of these rankings, your own lists and what you came up with for the top 50 as we you know, start to look ahead to season 50 of the show.
1: And I'll just add in my two cents uh, statistically, is 50 cast members out of 164 eligible. So that means if you voted for somebody top 50, then that means they're in the 30% of best SNL cast. So if you think about it that way, like Fred yeah. mentioning Spade or me mentioning some new, uh, more recent cast members, just think about, are they in the top 30% of anyone who's ever been in the cast? So that's kind of how I thought of it too.
2: Yeah, it's, it's no slight to anyone. Like I didn't mean it like that, but like exactly. It's just like, you know, this is... There's a, lot, there's, a lot, there's a lot of competition.
0: For sure. And we have three more names that are coming in tonight, and I'm curious to see where you all put them on your list. So let's get right to it. Let's start right now with number 21 on the list. This happens to be one of my favorite cast members of all time. I loved watching this person on the show for seven seasons on the show, and that is the one, the only, the great Andy Samberg here at number 21. You may know him as being a part of the Lonely Island where he produced digital shorts on the show for many, many seasons in 138 episodes on the show. Good for 25th all time. 542 sketches, also 25th all time. Very interesting, weird stat quirk there. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was a guy who came onto the show with some all time greats and found his niche on the show and dug into it and changed the way that people watched SNL and comedy for generations. I mean, he he is a trailblazer, and him and his team of The Lonely Island are trailblazers. And I have argued on other podcasts in this one that I think The Lonely Island are SNL Hall of Famers. But Andy Samberg, as a cast member, where do you parse him and what he brought to the show versus The Lonely Island? These are all interesting questions. Either way, the fans voted him here at number 21. So... Mike Murray, thoughts on Andy Sandberg and his place on the list?
1: If I had to predict where the SNN listeners and patrons and podcasters voted, this makes perfect sense to me. Might be a little high up in, like I said, mentioning the entire history of the show, but I have no problem with it. I'm a huge Andy Sandberg fan. And considering that he came in in season 31, um, and that was with... Hater, Wig, and Sudeikis had just joined. So the fact that we haven't seen them yet, that doesn't surprise me because I feel like the fans would put Andy Forth in that list. And I kind of view them as like a fantastic four. So maybe Sudeikis being like Mr. Fantastic. and um, I feel like Andy Samberg would be like the human torch of that four. And a lot of energy, very different. And 21 makes perfect sense for Andy Samberg.
0: Brad, what about you? When you found out that Andy was going to be here at 21, what were your thoughts?
2: I was so excited and happy. And I think it makes sense. And it's it it's it's good that he's I think it makes sense just because like what he and like the Lonely Island did for the show, like changed the show forever, like to your point. Um and I also think it brought like a new energy and like a lot of like new viewers and like just like a new kind of format or like at least refined it. So I, I really do think like actually his mark on the show um is huge so uh and like our fan base too like i think like i'm not i'm not very surprised and i think it's pretty fitting
0: i have such an interesting relationship with andy samberg because when i first started watching saturday night live he was you know I'd say him and maybe Forte, but, you know, hand in hand. I think that Andy contributed to my comedic sensibilities and the way I view the show more than any other cast member because he was so goofy in everything that he did and the gi- digital shorts and being in high school and being able to produce videos that were similar to the I mean, not to say that they were exactly digital shorts, but in their vein, I think were was something that impacted me so much. And it wasn't until I got more sophisticated in my Saturday Night Live viewing that I understood that maybe Andy Samberg is amazing at one aspect of SNL, like he he you know carved that niche and he was probably the best to ever do it there. But as a sketch performer, you know compared to his contemporaries, certainly lacked in you know high quality ske- live sketch performances. I would say, um, and you know you have to start thinking about things like that. I mean his impressions that he did, you see fifty four impressions on the board here. He was not a great impressionist, even if he did a lot of them. Like a lot of them were all versions of Andy Samberg. Biggest recurring character on the board, you know, beyond the digital shorts is probably Blizzard Man, which wasn't overly celebrated. So I think there are considerations here to your point, Mike, that he doesn't dominate the show when he's on it, except for the fact that you knew most weekends you're going to get something great from Andy. And that's going to be the one thing you're going to get great from Andy that week.
1: Absolutely. I mean, imagine taking that away from his resume, and Andy Samberg would not be top fifty. But with Lonely Island, you could argue top twenty or top thirty for sure. I mean, I think Lazy Sunday is one of the most significant moments in SNL history. Yeah. Uh, it's I, to this day, I know every word. In seventh grade, I had a summer camp like field trip at the end of the school year, and a friend of mine and I performed Lazy Sunday a cappella as a like talent show. Um, segment, no music. You know, couldn't recreate <laughs> recreate the beat, but we knew all the words. So I was Andy, and my friend Kevin was Chris Parnell. So to this day, I still know every word. And YouTube was starting out, and it just made SNL into the 21st century. And for that alone, Andy Samberg has a very significant role in SNL history.
0: 100%. I mean, I did a short called Lazy Friday that was in the vein of Lazy Sunday and like he, you know, I'm I'm that young Jewish white boy who thinks he can rap. Thanks to you, Andy Sandberg, because you convinced me that I could and I just think the fun that he had on the show uh, radiated through the screen and I see some people in the chat mentioning that just really uh, brought this energy and life to the show that was really lacking in those few seasons between Will Ferrell leaving the show and Andy coming on with Kristen and Bill and uh, Sudeikis and all those favorites. So really, um, I think there's a lot of positives here. Fred, any other thoughts on Andy Sandberg and the discussion we're having?
2: Well, first, I just wonder how many hundreds of Lazy Fridays there are on YouTube from right. the from high school. <laughs> but I agree with everyone else. Like he just like is always smiling and just has great energy. Like this is, he's a person where like I'm, where my list like gets biased. Um, I just like enjoy watching him do anything. But I mean like to, I, I understand everyone's point and I'm convinced, but I do wonder like if, 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 if people were and, like, this is just like thinking out loud, like if they were if we we're going to like distill 10 segments of SNL, like sketches or what have you, I feel like Lazy Sunday would be in that top 10. And it's a very, it's a very difficult discussion. But like, if you think about that, that's wild after nearly 50 years.
0: Well, that, but I, I also think Dick in a box as many times as you have all seen right. it, I think is one of the best sketches in the SNL history. I mean, there, it, to me, it's like a perfect sketch. So, you know, and, and that's, that's just a couple of the many, many great ones that they produced. The quality was so high that they just continue to be celebrated. And, you know, everyone who's come after them. You know, now it's been, I guess it's been over 10 years since they, he left the show and Lonely Island stopped producing shorts. Like everyone who's come after them has been compared to them right or wrong. And I think that's going to continue to happen for as long as SNL's on the air, is that whenever you have somebody who's creating film pieces for the show that could be somewhat similar to Lonely Island and Andy, they're going to be brought up in conversation with them. So it's just the legacy factor for Sandberg on the show, I think is so, so huge. We look at the criteria every single week between the different cast members, and mine are, you know, were you built for Saturday Night Live? Do you have the stats and what is your legacy? I mentioned, I think legacy is super strong for Andy Sandberg. Was he built for SNL? I'm going to say not exactly. I don't think you know, similar to my, what I said about Seth Myers, I don't think if Andy Sandberg was on Saturday Night Live, I think if, and he would you know made movies or TV shows, you saw how great he was in Brooklyn 99. I think Andy could have found another path to making it big. So I'm not going to give him, you know, five stars for saying that he was built for SNL, even though he found his path on the show. Statistically, pretty good though, Mike. I think, you know, 3.79 SPE, that's good for his 32nd all time. So, you know, you're at least seeing him, even if you think you're only getting one digital short a night, you're still seeing him in at least two or three other sketches a night, which is a pretty strong um, SPE, I would say, for, for what you would think of Andy Sandberg. And then as far as he, where he landed on the cast season to season, uh, 31, he was 8th, 32nd, he was 8th, 33rd, 7th overall in sketch appearances, 34th, 7th, 35th, 8th. So, not so great, but season 36. 37, he was third place on the cast there. So towards the end of his career, really took over the show more than he did previously. So statistically, how do you feel about Andy Sandberg when you think back to him?
1: That jumped out right away. That's a really impressive number, the SPE sketches per episode, because like you mentioned, John, if you get that one Lonely Island, he's going to be the star usually, or you know, he's always going to star in them. So just right there alone, that means he's going to appear all over the show. So and he was in a, a small cast, but a stacked cast. So a lot of people to be fed in that cast. Um, so that's, that's impressive. And seven seasons, I mean, th- that, that feels like the kind of perfect number these days. I would say maybe five or six is good too. But he kind of left at a really good time. And as you mentioned, Brooklyn Nine-Nine following SNL was a great transition for him. And only five live from New York. So that's impressive in seven seasons.
0: Yeah, he was not a big part of what we like to talk about on the By the Number show. He was not a big primetime guy. Like, yes, they would have digital shorts that would typically air before updates. But if we're valuing, you know, eyeballs on the show, he did not really, you you weren't starting many episodes of the show with Andy Samberg there as far as screen time is concerned. So I will be curious how he'll do in power rankings one day, Mike, when you get back to his time on the show.
1: Yeah, I can't can't wait for that era of the show, my high school era of SNL to analyze all those shows.
0: Fred, I want to talk about some other moments from Andy's career. So looking back at some of the, you know, sketches and times that you remember with him on the show, what are some things that come to mind?
2: So another like another video that just like kills me is shy Ronnie. Um, Like both of them that that video really cracks me up. And then just like I know like we keep talking about like Lonely Island, but I really like the uh, like the underage like buying beer sketch. I feel like he's always playing like high school kids or like children or toddlers often. Um, But I I love that like buying beer sketch. I I don't know like what it's technically called, but um, I think that's a great one.
0: Yeah, he is always playing some variation of that. And I think that's why he was relatable. And whenever he was playing something different, it always made you laugh. I do think uh, he is, I saw the word goofy in the chat at one point. I think he's just so naturally goofy. He would be one of those people that if he ever makes a cameo in like a current day episode of the show, like let's say uh, we're watching an episode of season 49 and Andy Samberg popped up in a sketch. I think we're like all so excited about that because he just brings pure joy in everything he does at the show. Mike, for you, when you're going back and watching some Andy Samberg moments, any others that you want to bring up?
1: Yeah, a couple I wrote down right away looking at what three cast members talking about tonight was uh, Dear Sister with Shia LaBeouf, which I've rewatched 50 times. Ross Trent, Space Olympics. So again, those are digital shorts. And then for Blizzard Man, I thought that's probably the most Andy Samberg character he has. Like if if you didn't know who he was, so I just shout out to Blizzard man, and then I wanted to comment on—I mean, we have to mention Laser Cats, of course. But is his straight acting to mention him being goofy? Is his reactions? We talk about people in SNL who are like the reactor versus the the crazy character. His acting in the Jonah Hill Andy's Dad sketch that pre-tape is is like so good. So I rewatched that one and just—and of course, shout out to Jim Downey who played Andy's Dad. Um, so I love that one, but yes, space Olympics and Ross Trent for me are the ones that when people talk about Lonely Island usually get left out and I'm a huge fan of those.
0: Yeah, I'm also a big fan of I'm on a Boat. I think Mother Lover is, you know, just as good as Dick in a Box in some ways. Um, And then Just in My Pants too. I mean, there's a lot of really, really good ones that they did as far as music videos are concerned. Uh, I think one that doesn't get talked about enough as far as an Andy Samberg recurring character. And it's a very brief thing that he does a couple times in season 32. But he does something called an out-of-breath jogger from 1982 and an out-of-breath jogger (laughs) from 1992. And it's just like, him in front of a green screen and he's just like oh yeah oh I'm, I'm out of breath i just jogged for so long and then he'll just like throw in random he'll be like lionel richie and like he'll throw in like random <laughs> references to 1982 92, and it's like such andy samberg humor and you know that's the thing for me is like i remember you know sometimes we get really good access to cast members nowadays but i remember during his time at the show on youtube sometimes they would put up like them writing sketches or uh them watching the musical guest perform during rehearsal and Andy would be just like having a good time laughing and dancing and like just to me like I think he loved every minute of being at Saturday Night Live and uh when he came back to host that was a huge appearance that was really really celebrated so uh I think there's a lot of positives to talk about with Andy and I think he is well deserved to be where he's at on the list here um I'll say also from uh, rolling stone where they put him on their list 10 years ago. So funny enough, we'd like to compare. They put Andy Samberg at 22 on their list. So, one spot behind where we ended up having him they said that uh andy pretty much invented youtube so as far as you know talking about andy and the lonely island and their impact off the show it was huge um it, he had an absolute staying power with his time on the show so you knew that every single episode you were excited to see andy and then also mentioned brooklyn 99 is a really great post show thing that he did which we don't necessarily count here but it is a factor when you're considering the fact that uh he was a very very talented guy so Fred, final thoughts on Andy Sandberg at 21.
2: I'm just, I'm jazzed. He's here. I'm jazzed. I got to talk about him. Um, I think it's a good spot for him. I had him at 19 on mine, but clearly I have a bias.
0: <laughs> Me too. I definitely have a little bit of a bias and I'll, I'll reveal where he landed on my list. When we get to the end of the show, Mike, for you, any final thoughts on Andy Sandberg and his spot here on the list?
1: love andy love what he did for the show paved the way for uh future groups to do um, shorts like that um and i want to just mention snl has this tradition of when they have an impression and then bringing the real uh subject of that impression back to the sh- to the show to interact with the cast we doing the impression and i think two of the all-time greats were when mark Wahlberg um ca- uh, cameoed for the mark Wahlberg talks to animals uh and the Nicolas cage so i i remember when nicholas cage appeared on that my jaw hit the floor it was just one of those cameos that i just never saw coming even if he did get in the cage 15 times if he only did it a few times and i used to quote that all the time so when he he came in on update and did that those are two of my favorite all-time cameo of the impression so shout out to those
0: yeah and i'll just put a button on this by saying snl 50 in february of 2025 I am so excited to see what Andy Sandberg is going to cook up for that show. What he did with Sandler at SNL 40 was really fun. Like, that's how you, that's when you break and stuff like that. Like, was it an all time great digital short? No, but still, like, he brought it. He had Sandler in there. It was really fun. I cannot wait to see what they're going to do for SNL 50 with potentially a digital short, maybe a PD thing as well. It could be cool to get, get them all together in one room. So, that would be uh, very exciting. Alright, that is 21 on the list. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're getting into the top 20 greatest cast members of all time as voted by you. And I'm very excited to talk about this guy who deserves to be celebrated for his time at the show. And that is the one, the only, Norm McDonald here at number 20 on the list. About five seasons at the show, I'd say 1993 through to 1998, had some weird uh, bumps in the middle where he was fired off of a Weekend Update, as most of you may know. Uh, Most of you may know the legacy of Norm with the OJ jokes and Jim Downey. That story has been told many times, ultimately finishes with 91 episodes at the show, good for 45th all time and 207 sketches, 79th all time. Some people do consider Norm MacDonald the greatest Weekend Update anchor of all time. Very interesting to get to talk about. He also did contribute to other aspects of the show, even if he's most known for Weekend Update. Uh, Most notably, uh, you know, some political impressions and some recurring uh, runners that he did throughout his career. He would host in season 25 and did unfortunately pass away a couple years ago where uh, we did a, a memorial for him on the podcast a while back to talk about his career and his legacy at the show because he is so, so interesting to talk about one of the most unique cast members in snl history so i would love to talk about norm mcdonald here at number 20 fred what were your thoughts when you saw norm here on the list
2: yeah again like i think this makes perfect sense i think his his legacy as far as um we can update goes. um again like the political impressions you said like i think like sometimes people only remember him for weekend update but like his impressions are incredible i love his david letterman it kills me and then um, obviously Burt Reynolds, like I think you mentioned or like you implied Bob Dole, but and then like also like in sketches, I think he has like a really interesting like demeanor and tone and sense of humor that I feel like I don't remember seeing with anyone before him, um, at least not in that way. So I, I love like I love everything he does and like seeing him on, on screen, and like just the way he sounds. So um, I think this makes sense.
0: Yeah, I think he has one of the most interesting story arcs of a cast member in SNL history, coming in towards the end of a legendary era at the show, basically being the highlight for most people during a dark time in SNL history, and then, you know, carrying through going through this mid 90s thing where OJ is all anybody could talk about. And then he is most remembered for the jokes and really being the one to go all in and just say, well, right, well, he did it. And then the network forces him out. And just, you know, I, I, to me, like, I didn't know what I was going to get. I heard about the legend of Norm Macdonald before I watched him on the show. And to see it, It's even better than you could imagine. Just the way that he tackles Weekend Update on a week-to-week basis and some of the stuff outside of Update that he produces to the show that nobody really talks about. So Mike, for you, what are your memories of Norm MacDonald and his time on the show here at number 20 on the list?
1: Well, I was pretty sure when I saw these three that this was the reason that I was on tonight. Um, (laughs) That's why John booked me for this show because Norm MacDonald is my favorite comedian of all time. I quote him every day. No one gets it usually, but I I adore him. I miss him so much. I was lucky to be at his last taping of his special in Boston, and he's just, you know, the iron horse of comedy for sure. I for SNL's sake, um probably the hardest to rank because I think his legacy since has made him more popular, especially in the past 5-10 years with people being able to watch Update now, not live, and laugh at his jokes because I don't think he was that popular at the time. People like him a lot more now. Underrated sketch performer, so I'll throw that out there. My favorite Update anchor, but I'm biased because I love him so much. And yeah, number 20 feels... It makes sense to me. I I probably, even though I'm obsessed with the guy, I probably wouldn't have put him this high on the list because... His SNL career is very strange, and I don't know if he was a great cast member, but he's a great comic mind, a one-in-a-million voice, and just my favorite guy ever.
0: Yeah, I do think he's high here on the list, if I'm being completely honest. I think that you know since his passing and the legacy factor, I, I think that boosted him up here. 20 is is high, but it's not very, very high. Like maybe for me, he'll sort of end up towards the 30 mark as opposed to the 20 mark. But I would probably put him above most update anchors who were known primarily for update just because his contribution was so strong. You know, Chevy, who, you know, helped start weekend update and built that legacy often remarked that norm mcdonald was the guy who just like took it in a whole other direction and doubled down on everything that update could possibly be you know seth and Jost and Che, you know, they brought update to different levels than we could have imagined in terms of longevity and the type of uh, segments they did on the show. So it is something to sort of analyze because it's so uh, one specific aspect of the show. But we do have to talk about some of the other moments, including, like Fred said, I alluded to earlier. Bob Dole, that impression that he did on the show, that was a very viral impression at the time. So, that was really, really popular. His Burt Reynolds impression that he did on Celebrity That's Jeopardy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's no, like, you know, as great as Daryl and Will Ferrell were, like, you know, Norm is such a big part of some of those great moments in those sketches. So... You know, there's that, the Larry King runners that he used to do. I mean, those things, just clipping them out and you could put those on social media now and everyone would watch a Larry King runner, even if they don't remember exactly who Larry King was and be like, what show is this from? Who is this person doing Larry King? And where can I watch more of this? Because they were so, so funny. So to me, there's a lot of really great things here. Was he built for Saturday Night Live? I'm not exactly sure. I mean, I think that he definitely had moments where you could see that this is a great medium for him, but clearly off the show, as Mike alluded to, I mean he could go and do sets all around the world and people would flock there to watch him because he was such a great and unique standup. So I don't think he needed the show necessarily statistically 2.16 SPE. I guess that's a little bit to be expected given that he was given the update role post Kevin Nealon, uh, was really low in sketch appearances as far as, you know, season to season, always like 13th or 14th and 10th. But again, you know, never, never padded those stats, but really made an impact when he was on the show. So to me, he is a very interesting case study, to review and discuss Fred any moments for you when you're looking back at some of the sketches from Norm Macdonald's career that you want to make sure we talk about
2: yeah so like when I was like reviewing some of them I want to like stay away from like political impressions and we can update so you know one I really liked was like the west side story one where he's like the only one that like is like how does everyone like know all these songs and like how to dance perfectly um uh that that that's one that like really stood out to me cuz it's like it'd be one of those things where like you know if you kind of came to your senses and it wasn't a movie we'd all be thinking so i really appreciated that one
0: um that is a great great sketch
2: yeah i totally agree with you also that like norm and also andy like they didn't like need to be on the show but i think it was like it was good to have like their perspective and like somebody more like them like made for the show
0: absolutely Mike, what about you? Any other moments from Norm's career on SNL that you want to talk about?
1: Well, I have to talk about Larry King news and views, because if you're a Norm fan, you know that his relationship in regard to Larry King is so funny. And that I think news and views that I mentioned earlier, I I quote Norm every day, might be one of them because of uh, the more I think about it, the more I appreciate the equator. I love that one. And I don't care what anyone says. In my book, Ted Kaczynski is not the Unabomber. Things like that. So, um, news and views for sure is is an all time. I wish SNL would do more of that. Those quick kind of bumper sketches you can fit in before a musical guest or after update and things when you need to just have a quick laugh. Um, the sarcasm one hundred one was with Matthew Perry. Um, that was a great one when. Uh, Matthew Perry is teaching a course on sarcasm, and Norm is the one who just doesn't get sarcasm. And then there's one where I just refer to it as Mr. Dictionary, but it's it's kind of the five cast members playing themselves. It's Farley, Sandler, Jay Moore, uh, Norm, and maybe I'm forgetting the fifth one, but when they're at the polar bear cage and they keep falling yes. in, there's like blood spraying, and he's arguing uh, about um, maybe with Tim Meadows I think it was the one who's arguing with about why he's being called Mr. Dictionary and um yeah celebrity jeopardy that I mean it's it's could be considered the best recurring sketch so Norm MacDonald's stamp on the show is very clear um he's my favorite
0: Yeah, that David Duchovny episode, the last episode of season 20, where they do the polar bear cage sketch, I often remember that as like being in a way like a goodbye to this era as they're eaten by the polar bears, which is not necessarily what they intended it to be at the time. But still looking back on it, it's a very funny legacy sketch to talk about. So yeah, I mean, look, Mike, I do have one more question for you as we're discussing and debating Norm Macdonald, which is, you know, it's very clear you love him so much. I love him on the show as well. But You know, how do you rank somebody like Norm MacDonald, who, you know, was so meant for a role that doesn't spread him out throughout the show? You know, it's really tough when you're looking at an update anchor who excels at the job, who may also be great at other things, but doesn't necessarily compare statistically to some of the all time greats.
1: Kind of what I mentioned in my first commentary on Norm is that he's maybe the most difficult to rank because you think about his originality. And I feel like on SNL is a great stage for that to show different styles of comedy. And he's like, I mentioned like one in a million. I don't know if that's anyone else like Norm on the show or in the history of comedy. So it's at 20 where we have him. I feel like that's fair with the voting because you're voting maybe just for Norm, but yeah, it's so hard to rank and I think the Rolling Stone ranking put him like dead last. So I uh, maybe Albert <laughs> Fish made that list because that guy's a real jerk. But uh he's definitely not the last, definitely not top ten, but in the SNN countdown at twenty, I, I feel I feel seen and I feel happy about that.
0: Yeah, I wasn't. I, I didn't uh, compare and go back into previous weeks to take a look, but this might be the most different in terms of actual value from list to list. But Rolling Stone in SNL Forty had Norm Macdonald at one thirty nine. So uh, I don't know if that was dead last, Mike. I think or Robert Downey Jr. was, if I remember correctly. But it was pretty close to that, and basically said I he. I think was he might de- have been behind
1: Laurie Metcalf and Emily Prager,
0: which is it, like this is you know asinine um, it was just personal yes yeah, exactly said, said he was a dennis miller clone with with no mullet and no jokes i mean fred this makes no sense
2: yeah no totally
0: yeah um, but go ahead
2: no no, no. um I, I yeah like that's that's crazy like all the people that that were put ahead of him like i guess like now that i think about it like maybe 20 is a, t- a tiny bit high but if you think about like how important he was to weekend update which is a huge part of the show and how good he was at impressions, or surprisingly good, especially like Bob Dole. Like, there's a case to be made, I think. Like, those are two big aspects of the show.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I, I do think that you have to take a look at that. That This is one of those cases where the stats don't necessarily uh, apply be based on impact at the show. So uh, there you go. That's our thoughts on Norm MacDonald here at 20. We'll be so curious where you all have him on your list. And I know some people, our friends in the chat, were a little worried that he didn't make the list. But don't you worry, Norm has a great, great following and people, um, you know, Who maybe didn't get to fully appreciate him when he was around has certainly taken a look back at Norm's career since then and uh, stamped that he is one of the greats of all time. So, very thrilled to get to talk and celebrate, uh, talk about and celebrate Norm MacDonald here at 20 on the list. All right, one more cast member to talk about. Mike, Fred, you ready to do this? All right. Let's do it here. Inside the top 20 now, as we get to 19 on the list, the final cast member we will talk about tonight. And it is another Mike. So here we go. Mike Myers at number 19 on the list, who was also on the show for seven seasons, uh, midway through 89 to midway through 95, did 115 episodes uh, at the show, 35th all-time, 376 sketches, 46th all-time, came in in the middle of one of the greatest eras in SNL history and fit like a glove, just really, it was so hard to do what he did. And he excelled at the show when he came on, had some of the most memorable characters in SNL history and is one of the most Fascinating cast members to talk to is to talk about, especially given how great his post SNL career was. I don't think anybody could have expected that things were just going to take off the way that they did. And Mike Myers really dominated movies for a long time. And just you you know a Mike Myers character when you see one. So over to our own Mike to talk about his thoughts on Mike Myers here at 19.
1: Check one, check one. Siblings, siblings. Just want to make sure my (laughs) mic was working. Um, You know we're not worthy, Mike Myers. This is a big hit for the SNN. Should be top 10, I think, on anyone's list. I, I I think he might be hurt a little bit because some of the sketches you watch today just don't hit, as I'm sure they did when they aired. It's before my time. But again, personal story with SNL. The My first SNL memory is Wayne's World with Aerosmith. Uh, my dad was in an Aerosmith tribute band, and so they had it on tape. So I watched that, and it's... Maybe one of the best um, SNL sketches of all time as far as impact, and it holds up uh, the breaking from Wayne's World and asking the serious questions, and Tom Hamilton, the bass player of Aerosmith, talking about the proletariat and uh, the no blueprint for a dictatorship of the proletariat. Just, I love that line, too. And Mike Myers is just inspired. I'm, I'm sure Fred Armisen, Kate McKinnon, Just these amazing character actors. And he just, his characters were so lived in. They were so authentic. Even if they weren't laugh out loud funny, they felt so thought out. And so, this is the definition of someone who was made for SNL. And just like you said, John, came in at this time and started this new era. I mean, didn't start it, but the fact that Phil and Dana were there and Mike Myers came in, featured player in 89. And then just made the show his own. So this you could talk about Mike Myers forever.
0: For sure. I mean Fred, Mike Myers here at 19, we talked about Andy Samberg and Norm Macdonald who I mentioned. Both were not necessarily meant for SNL or SNL didn't you know, they didn't need SNL, but I do think that Mike Myers was built to be on this show. He was so successful from the moment he got on there and really figured it out and, you know, I think no matter what era he was in, Mike Myers would have excelled at Saturday Night Live, so I do think that we have to celebrate him here at 19. What are your thoughts on it?
2: I couldn't agree more. Like I, I, I love Mike Myers, and I'm trying to like like net out like my personal bias towards him. Like Wayne's World and Austin Powers defined me when I was growing up, and he's just incredible. I I couldn't agree more, and I just really love like. I like also like how he like brought his own like background into so many sketches. Like the fact that his parents are from the UK. Um, You know, I like when somebody does that, like it's kind of like his like unique spin on things, but yeah, like I, I had Mike Myers ranked higher. This is kind of like, just a crazy thought. I almost like wonder like, do people like remember him so much more for his career after the show that there's like, like it's a counterintuitively, like, is there like, does it harm him in a way or? Like, do people like forget about him on SNL? Do you think that like, there's well, something like that?
0: I, I I think and this is um I think this was a discussion I'm gonna probably reference uh, on one of the roundtables that happened on the SNL Hall of Fame podcast and maybe Thomas who's in the chat tonight can back me up on this but I once had a very interesting debate on that show about. Mike Myers versus like somebody like Andy Sandberg in the Lonely Island who we got to talk about tonight. And I I just think that like Mike Myers to me wasn't a first ballot Hall of Famer, but he is a Hall of Famer. And I think that the reason he's not like right off the bat like the greatest of the greatest has a lot to do with the fact that he is on a cast with to me three players who are like notably in another tier in Phil Hartman and Jan Hooks. And Dana Carvey, even though Dana and Mike make such a great team together, I just think that those three dominated the show in a way that Mike didn't. And Mike did, you know, did so many sketches where he's on his own, like Sprockets and Linda Richman direct to camera, that it's like there was a Mike Myers sketch section carved out in the show where he wasn't as good at uh, as others as being part of an ensemble. It was really like the Mike Myers show in a way that some of those other cast members weren't. So I think maybe that is some of the criticism of what we're talking about here with Mike.
2: Yeah. Like that, he has so many sketches. I noticed that also where he's like alone or just like him and the host, like uh, when he's playing like that kid in the tub Simon. or yeah, Simon or like uh, with Nicole Kidman, he's playing a child. He's always playing children. Also, he's like Andy Samberg. Yes. Like, he exactly. was like, kind of like young, um, characters I guess sometimes sometimes
0: yeah and then like look when you see him with other people I mean like look him and Dana I I do think like you know you can argue who's really the star of Wayne Wayne's world between him and Dana but I think like when you see him in sketches that are more ensemble pieces like how he was in uh the superfan sketch the bear sketch I mean Farley like dominates that one in a way that sort of like grabs the attention away from a guy like Mike Myers and I do wonder like, I do feel and if you go back and you watch a lot of those seasons, I do think that, you know, he is not excelling in sketches in the way that he did when he's by himself in those sketches that he's with, with like a Farley or a Phil Hartman or sometimes Dana. So I think it's just a very fascinating thing to talk about a guy here who is so great at Saturday Night Live, but maybe not as great as some us, as some of his contemporaries who you have to credit first. Mike, what do you think of all this?
1: With just the previous discussion, I mentioned Kate McKinnon probably being um, influenced by Mike Myers. She just reminded me of him a lot for reasons just discussed that would eat up a lot of screen time, be the leader of a sketch, and be on screen the entire sketch, um, because I look at that all the time. And uh, I feel like, yeah, some of his sketches seem kind of cold. Like there's just not a lot of warmth, and I attribute that to his characters being so authentic that you don't really feel like you got to know him too much. And an example on the other end is his season 22 monologue, which is one of my favorite monologues when he came back to host and you know going backstage with other cast members and Lauren. So that was an example of really seeing him um, just be Mike Myers, not a character. Side note, Linda Richmond scared me as a kid. Um, I don't know if anyone else in the chat or listeners why too. <laughs> I just yeah I just thought that character was was scary to me because I don't know just 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 me <laughs> but like I said Mike Myers I think is easily top 10 and might be considered top 3 best character cast members so John you have on the screen he played 17 characters I would have guessed it was probably around you know 20 recurring characters and he played um Wayne from Wayne's World 20 times while he was in the cast and came back and did it two more times. And so that's, it's one of the most prolific SNL characters and then one of the most successful SNL movies.
0: Yeah, I, I that's so interesting, Mike, because I do think that you are probably higher on him than most people. Like top 10, there are like a lot of really, really good cast members in the history of the show. We're going to talk about 18 more of them. So for you to have them in your top 10 means that you really value character work on the show as a criteria for you. Is that what it is?
1: Yeah, just quintessential SNL. It's It's doing original pieces on the show that They themselves have written typically, you know, he actually brought um, Wayne from Wayne's World from Canadian television. So it was a character that he already had in his back pocket and probably the best 10 to 1 success story of SNL is doing Wayne's World um, early in his uh, tenure. And also, um, Fred, you mentioned him him bringing himself, uh, his background, doing the Scottish um, character. Um, What was his name? Stuart Rankin. So he did that in his second episode. Um, on on update, and then it recurred more later. So yeah, I just think of, again, when I when you asked me at the top of the show, John, how I would rank it, it wasn't always my favorites, because we talked about Norm and I gushed about him the whole time. And Mike Myers, I would not consider to be one of my personal favorites, but I'm thinking of best SNL cast members. I just think Mike Myers is someone that comes to top of mind really quickly for those reasons.
0: Yeah, I think from the best comparison uh, we're just using best as the criteria so where you built for the show, I do think that he's one of the best cast members in SNL history. Greatest uh, is interesting because you have to start to factor in some of those statistics, so 3.14 sketches per episode, so that is lower than a guy like Andy Samberg, uh, who we discussed earlier, 55th all time. As far as where he ranked in terms of sketch appearances compared to his contemporary season to season, so uh, season 14 at uh, 9th, season 15 8th, season 16, he jumps up to fourth 17 at fifth so those are the high marks there then 18 and down to ninth 19 down to seventh and 20 down to twelfth. i know you left part way through and there's also some wayne's world uh filming in there wayne's world two as well so um you know just he he did peak it's you know probably halfway through his career which is sort of what you look for in the typical arc of an snl cast member but didn't dominate statistically legacy wise i do think he has a strong legacy at the show especially in terms of wayne's world and their characters the fact that like if we were to open up any episode of SNL, even just today in 2023, and it's, you know, two guys from Aurora, Illinois, and you get to see that, you know, Phil Hartman voiceover there and starting off the show, I think everybody gets chills a little bit to see that appearing on the show. I think that they had them have their own sketch during SNL 40 was a really, really big deal. So to me, I think Mike Myers is definitely a legacy cast member when you go back and you think about his work there. So he doesn't check all the boxes for me to put him up in the GOAT conversation, the greatest of all time, but I do think that he's in that next tier or so with some of the people that you can start to make arguments for. Fred, for you, are there any other moments from Mike's career that you want to talk about?
2: So this is not planned, but this is my Dr. Evil, (laughs) me doing doing Dr. (laughs) Evil right now, but um. Fun fact actually, like I, I saw him at a bar in the Lower East Side of Manhattan like ten years ago with like a bunch of friends, but I didn't want to disturb them. Um I uh I kind of get what you're saying that maybe he's not in everyone's top ten. Like I had him ranked like eleven or twelve. Um but yeah, I mean I, I, I'm I, I think he's great. So I think this is like a, a fair spot. Um I it's it's starting to get tight. In this race.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it's hard to start to parse through these. And speaking of that Dr. Evil impression, I mean, it's often been talked about that that is, you know, either his or controversially Dana Carvey's impression of Lorne Michaels, that he ended up warping into uh, Dr. Evil. So I mean, that's one of those things that like, you know, has been discussed over the years, or at least, uh, you know, told, talked about in lore that that's the reason that Dana and Mike uh, didn't always get along for so many years is that Mike took Dana's impression and ended up using it for Dr. Evil. So um, I think, you know, there's a lot of fun there. And obviously, Mike's been on fly in the wall over the last couple of years and, you know, done some really great interviews and uh, see somebody i love to talk to about the show because his mind is just so brilliant when it comes to SNL. So, um, very, very fascinating here, according to our friends at the show, uh, on the show tonight, Fred and Mike, they say that Mike Myers is probably a little bit low on the list. So would be very curious from everybody in the chat where you have Mike Myers on yours. To compare to Rolling Stone's list, they actually had Mike Myers at four in 2014 or 2015. Uh, They said he was an absolute genius at the show. So number four. So we have a much lower on our list. I think that's a little bit high for Mike Myers at four overall. I think there's a lot of really great cast members and we'll talk about them as we go. But I will give you my list in a moment. Mike Murray, final thoughts on Mike Myers at 19.
1: I think we mentioned a lot of the good moments. Uh, Middle-Aged Man, I watched a couple of those today just because I remember liking that character. Maybe an example that it's not as funny now, but just shout out to that one. Um, I was actually not the biggest fan of Sprockets. I don't know how you feel, John, but maybe, again, didn't age well. But I'm trying to think of the context of the show. And I also also, just like a good sports team, want to give some deference to cast members who are in this elite cast so we mentioned dana carvey jane hooks phil hartman john lovitz dennis miller kevin Nealon. they were all in the cast when he came in so to come in there and take the show over uh, more or less is just huge so mike myers i mean it's i think his name just synonymous with snl and then talking about career after with Austin powers and shrek then oh yeah being one of the biggest earners host snl with like eddie and sandler
0: yeah 100 percent. so uh that is it that is number 19 on the list tonight i'm so excited to continue the countdown and talk through the top 18 cast members of all time but first before we leave tonight we have a segment that we do to wrap up every single week here on the show where we have revealed the list so far the 32 cast members and i will give you my list of where i have the cast members put in and slotted in so far. So I will reveal my top 32 so far. And again, just to remind the listeners, the list is fluid. So we can move people up or down depending on what you think or what Fred or Mike think. And you can convince me why I'm right or wrong about these people. And ultimately, at the end of the countdown, I will give you my final top 50 list. But here we go. So on the left side of the list, we have our current list that we've revealed 50 through 19. I will read you my list so far, 32 all the way to one. And from the bottom, I have David Spade last on my list. So yes, Bill Kenny, I see you in the chat. I thought about it all week long. You are right. Marty Short comes back, hosts the show four times. It's very close to the five-timers club. He is, despite only being on the show for 17, seasons, 17 episodes, 17 seasons, he'd definitely be up there, but 17 episodes, uh, I will, <laughs> I will give you that. I put him above David Spade there. So he is up to 31 on my list. Uh, So David Spade, Marty Short, Bowen Yang, Tracy Morgan, Ego Wodem, Chevy Chase, Mikey Day, Sherry O'Terry, Joe Piscopo, and Tim Meadows. Then we have Adam Sandler, Seth Meyers, Jimmy Fallon, Taryn Killam. And here is where I slotted Norm MacDonald. I was just really thinking about this a lot, about where do I place Norm on the list. I think 18 out of 32 so far is my right spot for him. About the middle of the list so far, I think everybody above him on this list I can make an argument that contributed more overall to the show during their time as cast members, everyone below him. I think, uh, you know, like, again, it's sort of hard to parse through, but I really felt like, okay, I'm going to put him above Jimmy, I'm going to put him above Seth, you know, two other, you know, Weekend Update anchors, Jimmy did contribute a lot to the show, but Norm was really, you know, hit probably more so. I think that's my right spot for him at 18. Vanessa Bayer, Anna Gastey, or Rachel Dratch go up into the top 15 for me. Uh, Then goes Kevin Nealon and Chris Parnell, Bobby Moynihan and Beck Bennett. And my current top 10 is AD Bryant, Molly Shannon, and then Andy Sandberg is here at number eight. Again, not the greatest sketch performer. There are people below him who are better at live sketches on Saturday Night Live, but based on legacy, overall impact, and carving out a spot at the show, I do think that he deserves to be in that upper tier of cast members that we're going to be talking about. Then is Jane Curtin, John Lovitz, Daryl Hammond, and Mike Myers. Mike, I was really, really not sure about this one. This is the one that I may move down a little bit after having this conversation, but I have him in at four here based on the fact that I. I do believe that overall, he was really strong at character work on the show and contributed in a great, great era of the show. Um, maybe, you know, stayed a little bit longer than he needed to, but still uh, had an important impact. Do Is he above Daryl or Lovitz or Jane? I think that's the tough one that I'm still deciding on, but I did decide that I was going to put Mike above Andy Samberg, and then I could not put him above John Belushi, Jen Hooks, and Bill Murray here at three, two, one. So that's where I have him right now. Chat, very curious where you think I should have placed these three cast members on the list. Fred, what do you think of where I slotted them?
2: as a listener of the show, I'm surprised you have Norm this like I'm not gonna call it low. This is still pretty high. Um at least behind a, a couple of people, but I think it's I think your rearranged list is is good. Um I guess I agree with uh Bill Kenny about Martin Short, but <laughs> Uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I figured you would have had Norm a little higher, um, over like a Rachel Dratch or something, but I think, I think it's a good list for sure.
0: Yeah. I, again, you know, favorites is a different list for me, but I'm just trying to, yeah evaluate overall impact and contribution to the show and i think that's where i felt comfortable with them again norm i feel mm-hmm. pretty confident in my slot for him so did i with andy sandberg but mike myers was the one i'm struggling with for sure mike is somebody who had him in your top 10 i assume that you're okay with where i place mike myers here
1: yeah for sure i think it would be for me it would be like eight nine ten I wouldn't go further than that. So I'm sure Mike Myers will drop further than that. But I mean, Bill Murray, I I guess I didn't, I missed that when you showed that earlier that Bill Murray's already been said. That's, I mean, as, as a cousin of Bill Murray, that's offensive to me. And he's, I think he, 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 you could argue he's top 10 or at least top 20. So the fact that he's already been said is that's, that's a little crazy. And we mentioned Belushi earlier um i love love to see i mean if if this was the top three period you know bill murray jan hooks belushi you know it might be a little interesting but that's th- those are all great picks and then andy sandberg in your top 10 right now i no surprise john
0: <laughs> you think you think he's high on my list
1: <laughs> well i just you know just just knowing you so well that i'm not surprised <laughs> that he would be he could be top 10 period and i would be like all right that checks that that tracks
0: Yeah, I mean, if we're we're talking about like favorite cast members of all time, he's top two for me. But but he he finishes eight on this list. Right behind
1: uh, Justin Timberlake.
0: Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. That (laughs) nailed it. Pseudo Um, cast member. Yeah. So uh, there it is right now. So like I said, I mean, I'm not going to futz with the list too much over the next few weeks. But if I decide to move people up a slot like uh, Bill kenny has been imploring me to do with Marty Short over the last few weeks, I finally did it uh, might move people down a little bit. Like I said, still thinking about where I want to place Mike Myers overall. And we'll have three more cast members to contribute to this list as we get to the top Yeah, we going to have 35 people on the list next week and we'll be into the uh, top, uh, I guess, 16, 17, 18, top 16 next week on the list. All right. I mean, this was so much fun to get to do this show with both of you tonight and talk to you about these three cast members. So I really appreciate you both joining me and everyone here in the chat as well. Fred, thanks a lot for joining us. Anything that you would like to plug to our listeners?
2: No plugs. Just happy to be here. Thanks so much. This is great.
0: Awesome. Well, pleasure to have you on the show, and uh, we're going to have a couple more patrons joining us throughout the rest of the countdown as well. Uh, Mike Murray, very excited to have you back on the Stats Grind next week. So we are back to our regular schedule starting this Saturday with host Timothy Chalamet and musical guest Boy Genius, where we will be back with the Hot Take Show at 1.10 a.m. on Saturdays, Roundtable on Monday, by the numbers with Mike on Wednesday. And then we have our next edition of the countdown next Thursday, in addition to a patron sketch breakdown exclusively for the patrons at patreon.com/slash the SNL Network. Mike Murray, why don't you plug those by the number of shows and tell people what they're missing if they're not checking it out?
1: Uh, sure. And first of all, just huge round of applause to you, John, and everyone at the SNN. Like this is such a no-brainer, but at the same time, a lot easier said than done. So to do a top 50, who but us to do, you know? So I I trust our patrons and listeners and podcasters so much and their their opinion just you know really resonates with me so thanks everybody who voted this is a really quality program so happy to be a part of it and yeah by the numbers if you haven't uh heard of it it's just a show of sports talk radio about SNL so every stat you could want to know about the cast and the show we do screen time breakdowns appearances and just measure everything about the show because It's just a fascinating case study. It's the most interesting, if not the best show of all time, in my opinion. And it changes week to week. It's live. By
0: the numbers, is the best show of all time? Is everything?
1: Um, Maybe top 35. But (laughs) SNL is top one, in my opinion. Um, So yeah, check it out. We'll be back. And we actually have... So Timothy Chalamet, Jason Momoa coming up. They're actually hosted episodes that I've covered. So I get to look back at their first hosting stint and compare them. So we can see how much, you know, they their numbers go up coming back to the show as a return host. So yeah, check it out. Wednesdays at eight PM following eight PM Eastern following the live shows
0: absolutely and i will be back on by the numbers this week i'll check in with mike and victoria to talk about where we are at with the power ranking so far this season so looking forward to that mike uh you can subscribe to the podcast on youtube apple Podcasts, and spotify to never miss a show turn on those notifications you can also follow us on facebook instagram TikTok, and x at the snl network to see all of the fun timothy chalamet and boy genius content we're going to be posting over the next few days On behalf of Fred and my man, Mike Murray, I want to thank everybody in the chat for joining us here tonight. My name is John from the SNN. We will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one.